Hello, this is Helen Reed here, and this is another episode of the Evolving Orgasms series. Um, and today I have the incredible Kadoma. Am I saying your name right? Kadoma. Yes, Kadoma. <laughs> Column B. Yes. Um, with me. Um, and she, well, she caught my attention online um a little while ago i think with her incredible pussy portraits and i saw mm. this woman who was sharing like actual portraits of these like and like beautiful colors and like in just mm. incredible art um of vulvas and i was like oh my god this is this is divine um <laughs> and yeah so she is the creator of the pussy um, portrait the pussy project and she is um generally amazing at guiding women um with womb work and um and embodiment so welcome and thank you so much for being here thank you thank you i am thrilled to be here talking to you absolutely and your the name of your podcast legs wide open absolutely caught my eye and um it just feels like a really beautiful and powerful co-mingling and co-merging right here and now mm, so thank you <laughs> my pleasure ah so we're obviously here to talk about vulvas and <laughs> and um and and orgasms and the the journey of like evolution and involution that mm. that occurs um, when we like open our bodies and our hearts mm. and our yonis. Mm. Um, and I feel like you have, I mean, from having our, our chat with you last week, like mm. you have, there's just so much that, we could go into and talk about and like so many different facets that we could explore um, <laughs> but um i wonder if you like yeah if i can know a little bit about your story and about how you um how you got here how you got to be spending your time like working with women and um in this in this way and also um like how did the the pussy portrait project evolve mm -hmm. and, and like how is your sexual journey like where have you been guided on um on that and in relation to orgasms obviously very important to talk about the <laughs> yes yes mm, yes all of those things totally intermingle and um yeah, so my personal journey, my personal kind of story with my own body um, is that, you know, I came into life, I feel like a deeply feminine feeling woman, very sensitive, very sensual, um, even as a little girl, right? Just really connected to nature and in the feeling element of experiencing the world intuition senses all of those things and 
you know, as I moved into early adolescence um, and started feeling my body start to change, you know, had no guidance around that, right? I think that so many of us as women come into these bodies and don't have the initiation piece. We don't have the guidance piece around sex, around our bodies, around the sacredness of our bodies, right? Um, you know, when, when we talk about our, you know, our vaginas and our vulvas as young children, like we don't have a name for them, right? It's just said you, it's, that's down there. It's the private part, right? It just, all of this shame starts to be wrapped up in our bodies so early on, right? And that secrecy. And I think for me, although I grew up in a very open um, environment with my mom, she didn't ever talk to me about sex or the sacredness of my body or, you know, the shifts that were starting to happen with my body. So it was very free, but in that boundarylessness, my spirit just kind of got involved in all of these very early sexual experiences that I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, came mainly from a place of my own inner longing to be loved. And that's, I think, as young girls and with boys, that's how we get love. That's how we get attention, right? Is following this, you know, this path of getting close and then depending on social circles, right? Sex just becomes a part of that. So I feel like from a very early age, I was opened up and brought in into a situation where sex was not pleasurable and really equated with my body freezing and not really having that internal mechanism to respond with consent or not. A lot of the time there was a lot of alcohol involved, you know. So I think this is a piece really to so many of the women that I know in my generation went through this period of time where like, sex just happened right and so i think from a very early on there was like this freeze response that's taken me a long time to unravel and now i'm i'm 50 and i just turned 50 and honestly i feel like the most liberated and sexually turned on and tuned in that I've ever been um, because of the healing and the unraveling that was able to happen over time within my body to be able to land and discover what it really, like what I really desire without the fear. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, 
the the piece around like the transition from girl to woman i feel mm -hmm. like really close to my heart um mm -hmm. and especially right now i've got a daughter who is 10 or she's 10 next in a few weeks and um yeah the, and and i noticed that a lot of um, mothers uh, of her friends and you know we're talking about what can we do to like really support this process and really yes. um help this generation feel um supported as they transition to to become a woman and know like you yes. say the, the sacredness of their bodies and how everything is unfolding like perfectly mm. um and that feels it feels so special and mm. Um, yeah. And also, I feel a lot of fear around it because I feel like, yeah. oh, I've got. I feel like <laughs> I really want to to help this um, process and and for her experience of it to be different. Yes, um, to mine. Um, and not not that the that um, like I never think that it's you know our our parents like did. I always feel the best that they could and and right. every generation like makes this um this step forward you know like this mm -hmm. um this step on the the evolutionary journey um yes. but yeah that felt that feels very um it feels amazing to be in the position to be able to start to um to support girls in this way in at this Absolutely. Part of their journey absolutely um, yeah um yeah and when you're talking about the freeze response um this also resonates a lot and i'm sure it resonates for lots of um women mm -hmm. um and i'm sure that lots of women might be listening thinking how how did you go from <laughs> being able to <laughs> yeah to to be frozen and to like have um you know to be like alcohol fueled sexual experiences mm -hmm. like this is mm -hmm. so common from my mm -hmm. from my lived experience and yes um what and, and I, I know that you've said like this is something which obviously unravels over time um mm -hmm. is there are there like key kind of turning points or like catalysts mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that supported mm -hmm. that process Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, for me, um, it was really in my early 30s when I started having a very um, devoted partner who was very patient and present with me that even the idea of that kind of stuff starting to be like oh this isn't just how it should be started to come into my mind right because i'm also very orgasmic i mean i've always been really orgasmic so it's not the orgasm like once i get there i'm like multi-orgasmic you know like once i'm on that side of the fence my body is just like yes <laughs> so it's not the experience of pleasure itself right it was it was the point of like entering into a sexual intimate 
moments and then being kind of freezing in response to that or not participating in a way that I know that I can, kind of just letting it happen, but willingly, you know? Um, so from that moment to the point where I was like, okay, I'm in, was a period of, of what I feel like was kind of, I was playing out this disorientation and this freeze response from other times that I couldn't say anything about that, right? So there was this little window that I found myself in again and again. Um, but I, so it was this one man, this one partner who's still my husband, you know, we're, we're together 19 years later. Um, that was really open and safe and willing. And it was just, honestly, I feel like in a lot of ways, the repetition of being in a safe place and being the body just playing that out as many times that it needed to with also the immense pleasure and intimacy that was happening with this person at the same time mm. to unravel that stuff from my body and my nervous system. Mm. So I think that was a big, big piece to it and that devotion, that mutual devotion. Um, and it brought problems between us for sure, you know, because the male, right, has their own insecurities about pushing the female if they're, you know, if they're a, a conscious, quote unquote, conscious man, right, they're dealing with their own stuff around what happened before in our generation between men and women, right, girls and boys. So it brought stuff up for us both to unravel, I think. Um, so that's one piece. Another piece for me was really getting involved with doing womb healing um, and womb connection with myself and for myself, first of all. And now it's something that I teach and lead women through. So it's something that I'm continually doing and unraveling. And that piece is a really powerful coming home into this area of our bodies, the womb space, this place between our hips, which has held so much of the trauma that we've experienced in our bodies through our sexual trauma. And so it begins, we begin to distance ourselves and disconnect from this part of our bodies because it's holding these stories, right? It's holding these, these painful stories. And I believe even generationally, like our mother's stories, our grandmother's stories, held in this space in our womb. And to do the journey and in the lifelong journey, I feel like, of connecting into this place, getting to know her, anchoring and thawing and releasing and doing the work of healing and unraveling. Um, through conscious work and healing work with the womb space has allowed me to occupy this place in a way that it is now mine, it's sovereign. Mm. All those that entered before are no longer there. Mm. So that thawing of both the energy space as well as the 
the actual physical space to then be able to discover more of my pleasure and feel empowered in learning more about what does my yoni like and how does she like to be touched and you know um that self-relationship with sensuality and sexuality as a part of that like this we're taught right to learn these things with our with our partner and give them to our partner and this obligation and all of the layers that comes into sex right in between men and women um in particular i'm don't know about the relationships outside of between men and women around all these power dynamics but for men and women right there's this obligation piece there's this you know for centuries you know carrying these centuries of like what women needed to do to basically even survive you had to have a husband and you had to please them because you couldn't have your own money no way you could get food i mean there's just like so many layers right i'm totally going off in a whole other direction with that but it's also tied into this this space of really like sexual sovereignty and learning that our sexuality is our life force energy and it's our creativity and it's our intuition and it's our desire for life and it's ours and taking that back mm. to discover who am I? What is in here? What is womb speaking to me? What is my yoni, my pussy actually like? What is her story? And just reclaiming all of these pieces into our own body so that we then can learn how we want to give it. Yeah. Oh, that, that's so beautiful. That feels so beautiful. And so many times when you were talking, I was getting all these goosebumps and, mm -hmm. and I was just reflecting when you were just finishing up that there's been, when I, when I said, you know, what do you feel whether like the catalysts or like the supportive, what supported your process? And then one of them was the presence of this um, conscious, devoted, man and then the other one was this journey like deep into your feminine essence and your mm -hmm. connection with your femininity and your womb space mm -hmm. and like reclaiming that sovereignty and that because I feel like that just feels to me like the the kind of holy grail you know like that both <laughs> of those happening mm -hmm. simultaneously like mm -hmm. that just feels so special that you mm -hmm. have that experience mm -hmm yeah um and, yeah yeah and and this whole um when you were saying about ancestral um trauma being held in our wombs i really also resonate very deeply with this and mm. um and i think that i was talking to um a woman last night and she was saying like how do you find the the space like how do you have the space to go on these emotional journeys and and I, I I know what she means because when you know when life is full and you don't have space and 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 then we were talking and and talking a little bit about how our generation is suddenly here like very full 
and and I feel holding like thousands of years of trauma in ourselves, yeah. Yeah. in our which now we're being invited to confront and mm. like integrate and process fully. Yes. yes. Um, and that's really daunting. And so the energy mm. of like, oh, like I, I know that all this is here. Like I know I've got a womb full of stuff that needs my attention. Mm-hmm. And it feels so like moment, like massive. I think it can feel, mm. Um, mm. yeah, you know, really huge. Yeah, I think that I think that's why to remember that that this is we get to be alive now, and there's all this information, and there's all this support, and we have like the 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 um, like an opportunity that hasn't presented itself before i don't think as widely yeah. anyway as it as it is presenting itself now and yeah and yeah and i think as a woman this is it's been similar for me like looking mm-hmm. at my womb and connecting with my womb and and what makes me a woman and what mm-hmm. and everything which helps bring me back into my body um yeah has been like everything else can kind of be very distracting i think and and it's very tempting to to be distracted by all of the craziness of life but then when i'm thinking about this woman who was talking to me last night like there is this if there is this kind of i mean it could be even looked at as like a treasure chest yes. <laughs> of of you know incredible wisdom and and beauty and and depth that that is like inviting us in and like drawing us in yeah um yeah it is it's like this very deep sacred seat for us as women you know and in the process of of the womb work right it's like going down there and seeing what's there and what it feels like and then recreating a temple space there and you do a process called walking the bowl and it's like seeing who else is in here and just smudging or you know clearing it out with all the presence of you know, what else is in here right now that I can clear out to reclaim this space as my own. Mm. And the generational piece, like these layers of unraveling and unspiraling, right? Not only our experiencing and our lives and I believe other lifetimes that we carry, right? But then the generational pieces to it's almost like pouring out a dirty bowl of water so that you can really feel the clarity of the of the vessel that this is mm. and this vessel for so long for us as women has been just related to childbirth and everything else around it has been shamed our cycles our periods you know 
even birth itself has been like clamped down and shut down in so many ways as the powerful experiences is. And then our sexuality and our eros and our desire and our pleasure. And I have found doing the womb work and having, you know, the intimate connection with that part of my body that now I can kind of just drop down in a couple of breaths and I'm occupying this temple. I'm sitting on my throne in this temple. And from there, like I can feel my pleasure, right? I can roll my hips and there's pleasure right there. And that pleasure is not for like, oh, now I wanna go have sex. Although that's, you know, amazing too, but it's for how can I bring this to my moment right now? How can I bring this life force and this creativity to my experience of being alive right in this moment? And when we're feeling more of that yummy juiciness, then orgasm is just more available, right? (laughs) It's not such a long journey to get to because you're in that kind of ecstatic, you know, but I'm very grounded. So, you know, feeling that ecstasy in between my hips and having that be in the pulse of the universe, which is also this erotic pulse, then there's just like this more of a life force to allow ourselves to be unfolding into and orgasm becomes a part of that and not something like this big separate thing that we're trying to get, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, like living orgasmically, really, like not, Mm -hmm. but, but not in a, like it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't have to be like, um, like we're not always, we're not going for like intense sensation Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like this, like grounded, sustainable, like juicy energy that we get to be in and we get to live from no matter what we're experiencing really like yes um, yes we can make that our base and our foundation then then we're kind of home yes and i and i think too you know for us as women within all the busyness as you were saying and it it can be this grounding rod, right? So if we're feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on, you know, if there's a connection there and you can take breaths there, it's like, okay, you know, just dropping back in within a couple of, within a minute or, you know, a few breaths of like, okay, anchoring. This is the sacred throne. This is my sacred feminine. Or if you're, you know, for me, if I'm feeling like, you know, kind of depressed or off, you know, it's a tool to be like, mm, dropping back home, right? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, and when you were talking, well, there are all different things that are coming, but when you were talking <laughs> about the, um, like the disconnection from our womb and our cycles and our, um, well, and all, all lots of different things, mm-hmm. um, then I was reminded that we actually rescheduled our podcast because we were both leading last week. And that yes. just feels like so beautiful that we were able to do that and that we were yeah. both leading at the same time. And we yes. said, actually, like, this feels much better to do it next week. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm working with my dad in my business at the moment. And we're mm. kind of 
partnering um, to bring this kind of balance for with the like feminine and um, masculine energies. And it's really amazing actually. But I've, I've been explaining to him like, you know, the what you're gonna get from me this week is gonna, is gonna be different to what you get next week. It's like, yes. oh, I never thought about it like that. Like, yes. yeah. I love that. It's just not, um, we're kind of, well, I was anyway trained to be consistent like a man, you know, like this is how, this is how you get by in life. This is how you get, you know, um, make money. This is how you're successful. This is, this is how you need to do it. And, and, and now there's this like unraveling going on where it's like, actually, this is not how I'm wired. I'm not, Yes. you know, some people might be wired like that, but I'm not wired like that. And my mm-hmm. body and my nervous system don't like that. Yes, <laughs> so. absolutely. I, I think it is so powerful and important for us as women to really know our cycles and align ourselves to that rhythm, you know, and I, this is also a big part of my own personal work and what I've taught since I was in my early thirties, also being a very emotionally and energetically moved woman by my hormones. And, you know, so for about 20 years, I've been really intimately connected with learning about and loving myself and how I am and how to support myself through each week right? And being able to see this as a sacred navigational system as a woman, not as something to resent or feel like a victim to, but something that's really our superpowers as women, because each week has something so beautiful to give us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's our fucking magic, really. I mean, pre-bleed and early bleed week when we're all given the space we're more psychic we're more reflective it's that deep kind of witchy time um but we're just exactly we're taught to push through that to ignore it to stuff it down and that we're wrong for needing more rest or taking that time right so i'm seeing now there are so many more women talking about this reorientation with the cycles and it's such a powerful part of our wisdom as women to really deepen into and i love that you're teaching your dad about it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's lush um and i remember like i was on the contraceptive pill for probably at least 11 years um and i know that other you know many people have been on it for many more years than that yeah um, but I remember I used to roll my packs of pills together because I didn't want a period and it was very convenient for me to just roll the, p- the pills together and the G- my GP used to say, it's no problem, you know, you can do yeah. that for like six in a row and you can, yeah. like, oh. and, and it was, I, I thought it was, a, it was great, you know, and then, yeah. but I was just completely disconnecting from my body and, um, and, and probably when I reflect on it, um that helped me to kind of block out everything that was happening and everything that I was holding in my womb um because it, it and then it, it kind of had a kind of numbing effect I guess mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, it's, you know, again, it's that quote unquote convenience, right? To fit into our lives, we want to skip our periods, you know, we're yeah. like, okay, how about we reframe and restructure the way that we're supposed to show up for our lives? Um, you know, that is such a, a, another reorientation and reclamation that we are, we get to do now as women, you know, that something that's been again, something that's been shamed and shoved under the rug and just like, we don't talk about that. We don't learn our education around it was shit, you know? It's like there's, it's again, like for our daughters at this point in time, being able to model and share and talk about these things in a way that's going to empower this generation and the future generations of girls and women, right? Mm -hmm. So we're such bridges in so many ways right now, I feel like for girls around us. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing that was coming to me when you were moving your hips and talking about like accessing this juice of this yeah. life force. Um, I live in the south of Spain and I know that different like different countries have all different climates and it's all kind of all over the place and some have mm -hmm. like too much water and some have not enough water mm -hmm. but I live in a very dry climate that's like mm -hmm. every year we have like less rain and less rain and less rain and I look at these dry riverbeds and I just feel that there's this connection between dry yonis and dry riverbeds yes and <laughs> yes and I would just love to yeah like to know your thoughts. <laughs> I absolutely feel that. I actually just said that to my husband the other night. I was like, the dry earth and the dry pussy are like a mirror of each other. Mm. You know, it's, it's a lack of feminine, juicy, sensual, sexual, sovereign life force in the like in the cultural leadership of the last you know few centuries here where starting you know with with you know the witch burnings and the religious takeover of, of the priests and the dominant power structures of all of that stuff which shut down completely sexuality and made our bodies sinful and you know tight-lipped <laughs> in both ways uh, mouth and pussy lips, right? Um, that has driven us to where we are now on the planet with our relationship with the environment and what we've done, right? To create the dry riverbeds. Um, and I feel like as women, as we're coming back into our sovereignty and exploring our own the possibilities of our own sensuality and, you know, self-care and how that relates to pleasure, not even sexual pleasure, but just feeling pleasure, you know, mm -hmm. and feeling like it's okay to be in pleasure mm -hmm. and take care of ourselves over all the service that we've been trained to give as the priority, right? But that hope will hopefully have time for that to become the shift over which leads to a more erotic connection to nature which will then allow 
the rivers to flow again, right? Within our own bodies and within Gaia. Mm. Um, they feel very connected to me. And I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it feels so, yeah. Because then I start having these like sensations of, you know, like the like you say, like the water's starting to flow, and then the water's starting mm -hmm. to flow on the earth, and then it's just like mm, yes. just yes, like deliciousness. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, now I know that you said that you like you've always been orgasmic and like multiple orgasms, like, but have your have has and and obviously your connection with like. Uh, and 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 that window between um like going into an intimate um sexual experience and and the getting to then the like multi-orgasmic state mm -hmm. your experience of that has changed but mm -hmm. like physiologically and like yeah like your like physical sensational experience i would mm -hmm. love to know like how has has the way that orgasms feel to you in your body shifted? Like how, yeah, mm -hmm. how, has the sensation changed? Like how, mm -hmm. and, and obviously honoring the fact that they're, that they can be all be very different and unique yeah. in themselves, but. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, I am a, I am more present in my full being um, I mean, I think orgasm is a physical thing that happens, right? And we can be connected to it or not. Mm. Um, so I feel like for me, I am more present and connected through the experience of the orgasms. And there's, so there's a deeper intimacy that I am more present with in my intimacy with my partner. Um, you know, of course, I'm, I, you know, I'm 50. So physically, physiologically, things are starting to shift for me as far as like my walls are thinning. And I'm not just naturally as juicy all the time, which is shocking to me. <laughs> but um, it's this reorientation to like, okay, these physical things are shifting for me. But my emotional, erotic self is quote unquote, more on board and better than I've ever felt in my life. And I want to say that because I think so often there's these all these myths around midlife and women and you don't you just stop wanting sex. And that hasn't been my experience at all. Um, so there's a deeper, much deeper sense of emotional intimacy that I'm feeling. And it may be really subtle to my partner, but for me, I'm really feeling it. And with that, I've had a lot more um, laughter with my orgasms, which has mm -hmm. been really fun. Like, especially in, you know, multiple orgasms, I just get to the point where I just start giggling because it's so like, as a different way of releasing energy. Um, and so at this point, I feel like I'm really at the point of attuning more to my internal my internal um, landscape and how that's shifting 
than the actual physical piece and how that that's shifting right for me it's more of like a all all over like integrated self rather than splintering off during sex i am bringing my whole self to it more and more and more Mm, i love that and i love the laughter that just um i i find that the sounds that come like really change and i've also had some experiences where i just am laughing and it's like when i i feel i feel like before i was diving into this work and really like connecting with my body i was very i would make the kind of sounds like that i thought i should make Mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. ah, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and then when i started to just allow whatever wanted to come like yeah. sometimes the sounds that come are just like you know like oh like really like <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean they sound much better when they're actually like <laughs> yes yeah yeah but they're really loud and they're like yep. i live in the middle of a village and they're like i feel like they're like rippling out yes. and it just feels like Mm. oh that sound that comes feels like if that wasn't there the whole experience would feel like it had like a lid on it like right it's the primal expression it's like what your primal expression in that moment right and rather than like yeah this is how I'm supposed to sound because this is how porn sounds or you know it's it's like i just read something about that it's like that's nobody fucking sounds like that you know and and like the porn right it's like so and that's connected also to like the connection between womb and voice and speaking our truth and our authentic expression authentic release right is just feeling the freedom to let the sounds come out and and um not trying to be anybody else yeah yeah and sometimes the sounds are very like what i would because they're like oh they're kind of like "Mm, they sound you know that sounds kind of glorious and wonderful some of them are really like guttural and like Mm -hmm. you know like the very Mm -hmm. guttural kind of yes and then animal body yeah then it's Mm -hmm. like and it it's yeah interesting like the variety of different um sounds that come yeah yeah um yeah and i and i think that's a piece to feeling safe and um to just allow all of ourselves to come through in that moment and you know i think there's so much around sex that were miseducated around through culture and movies and only you know the things that we do see around sex growing up and all of that and it's a very complicated thing to do you know as far as not do but to be in right that's layered with so many different elements of are working through our own insecurities and our own past traumas and you know i just i think that it's a beautiful playground to work through 
and work with so much of our own internal healing um, and have pleasure be a part of that. Mm, yeah. The other thing that I wanted was remembering was when you were talking about like tight lips, mm -hmm. like the, the lips of the vulva and also the um, how it's connected to our did you say you said mouths or, or voice mm -hmm. and so because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i've really noticed the connection between like opening like my connection with my yoni and then my jaw and like yes the lips soften and yes. like over time the hot like there's such yeah. this connection between the the throat yeah. the voice the jaw and the like whole pelvic area yes yes there is definitely so much. I mean, it's interesting if you look at images of the pelvis and images of the larynx and the vocal bo box, they look very, very similar, like almost identical anatomically, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. And then, yeah, I mean, the jaw and the pelvis, like there is, you know, when you give birth, they tell you relax your jaw, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you kiss a lot, your lips puff up so it's a it's an erogenous zone right so your lips on your mouth can puff up and so your yoni lips are going to puff up as well as they're caressed and touched mm -hmm. and so these these places are so intertwined for us physically and energetically in our bodies and so deeply connected to our own you know freedom and allowing ourselves our own sense of self-expression mm. and truth yeah yeah mm -hmm. mm. yeah and so the pussy portraits also you know have definitely been kind of a, a deeper window into loving loving um this part of the body as well as this part energetically of eros and reclamation and sovereignty around this part of the physical body as well as this part of the you know sexual energy and sensual energy of our bodies as women and um you know the idea came to me about 10 years ago but it's just now in the last couple of years that i felt like i was ready to say okay I'm going to offer to the world, <laughs> you know, this level of vulnerability and truth, mm. which includes, you know, with me working with a woman so that then she feels safe to send me a picture of her vulva, right? And have me do a painting of it. And it's such an initiation and such a healing journey for every woman that steps into it, no matter what kind of relationship they have with this part of their body and their being. It's um, an initiation back into that deep self-love and self-courage and a look at and an un kind of undoing of that Pandora's box, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's been, also, you know, brought me a lot of um, 
reconnection with that part of myself and opening up the conversations and the energies around that reclamation has also been so liberating and healing for me um, in my own journey. So that's definitely, I feel like, you know, when you asked, how did I get here? um, Mm -hmm. That's definitely been a piece of it as well. Um, Being bold enough and courageous enough to offer this out and to hear women's stories. You know, the, the Pussy Project has been this collection of stories um, and I've spoken with about 30 women around their relationship with their pussy and their sexuality and their body and given space for that healing and that story to be told and revealed. Um, just like this conversation allows us to feel like we're not alone. Mm. It allows us to feel like, oh, I also had that experience as a young girl and I'm also feeling this way. And that allows us to come home to our bodies even more because then we feel a little more safe to feel those feelings and not feel like they have to be hidden and shamed. And then with that hiding and shaming, we're numbing. Right? Yeah. Those are also connected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel so much admiration for you when I like when I see and feel like those projects that you're doing and the mm-hmm. that those, like I said before, like those portraits are just like they look totally divine to me and feel mm-hmm. divine and they mm-hmm. and I love like more examples of seeing like the variety of different vulvas that there are like we all have a different vulva and it you know and and thinking that oh mine is um weird looking and like Mm -hmm. again like those layers of shame around how how we look and 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 how we feel about our own vulvas and our own um bodies and this just feels yeah like such an like an incredible opportunity to um connect deeper and i mean i've said to you i would love a pussy portrait to like have on my chest of drawers to be able to like be there in my room so that when i'm getting ready in the morning she's like present and there's this yes Yes. uh, this intimacy there yes um and and that might sound crazy to some people but actually to, to kind of you know my mum might say well why do you need to like pinpoint this area of your body and put that mm-hmm. on you you know why have you not got your eyes there or mm-hmm. but it's to do with where you're starting from isn't it and for me yes. where I was starting from with my pussy was very much like huge disconnection and shame and so yes. like to be able to to continue connecting deeper and then to have this kind of presence yes the visual presence feels like so powerful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been referencing to it kind of like this coat of arms recently, which I don't know, that's what's been coming up. It's like this, because it is a process, right? It's the process of 
doing the portrait and all that comes up during that time, but it's also the process of your, like you said, your whole life, the story that you had until you got to the point where you were courageous enough to say, yes, I want to do this and I'm going to do this. And then the, all that comes in the process of doing that, which for many women feels so much more turned on all of a sudden, you know, they're like, I feel her. I like, I used to think she was ugly and now I just adore her. You know, it's like this healing pocket to do the portrait itself and then have the visual of it, which is this emblem of courage. It's emblem of your story. It's, you know, a reflection of the, absolute power and beauty that you are uniquely as a woman because that's another piece to it right like you said there's so many different ways the vulva looks and it is also a body image piece for us as women that that's not being talked about right we we think about you know we see the vulvas in the porns or you know in the other things where it's like that's what it's supposed to look like and mine doesn't look anything like that so there's something wrong with mine and I'm gonna hide it and I think she's ugly and there's you know just again these layers of disconnection disassociation that come from feeling like she doesn't look right yeah so and that's such another big piece of this whole project and process is like each one is unique and beautiful and that's something to celebrate, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and I think that I was talking again to my mum the other day about this and because she sometimes thinks, she said, you know, why? I think she was speaking to my old headmaster from primary school and he said, ah, mm -hmm. oh, my son is connected with, uh, with Helen on Facebook. Something about legs wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum said oh yeah like oh and then he said she said oh it's so rude and and he said oh not at all he's Irish he's not at all not at all I was like oh great like he's you know he's <laughs> you can yes. see the value of this yes um, but I yes. said to her you know like in our village like in the center there's this the kids call it the willy statue like this <laughs> naked guy there like with his penis it's like totally fine and normal yeah. and there's like penises yeah. everywhere like you yes. know and it feels like the vulva has been sort of just eradicated from the world and so the more yeah. that we can visually bring the vulva back yes better for me <laughs> yes yes absolutely bring it <laughs> <laughs> oh um yes yes oh i feel like i could go on and on and talk more and more um i feel like we're coming to a kind of close yes um yes i would yeah i would love to know if there's anything that you feel that you want to express that we haven't that we haven't talked about or whether mm -hmm. um you could also let people know um, where they can find you and mm -hmm. like what's going on in your world right now. Yeah. 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 Well, such a joy. And, and of course I feel like there's, you know, it's so layered the journey. And I think that when we open up to talk about it, it's like all of these things that we haven't talked about really in so long, um, 
that we could go on for hours, right? Talking about it. It's like layer by layer by layer by layer. And I think that's a really important piece for women to know that there is no end to this, right? There's no like, you're going to get here and that's the goal. And if you have this kind of orgasm or that kind of orgasm, it's any better. You know, it's just, it's a, it's this whole process of healing and unfurling like a flower, right? And we're all at different points along the way with that in in alignment with different elements that we're healing and coming to terms with within ourselves and therefore our bodies feeling more right so it's just a journey and patience and curiosity and self-love feel like the most important pieces to allowing the body to unfurl and allowing the the woundings to be able to come forward so they can be held in a way that allows the numbing, right? To un undo itself, allows the numbing to start to thaw out. So it's just such a process and self-love and patience and curiosity just feel like a, a really sacred triad on this whole journey home. Yeah, yeah. That when you said that, I just the the song that comes to me. I don't know if you know it, um, and I can't remember who sings it. But it goes like, "A rose blooms when she is ready, and not a moment too soon." Mm -hmm. And I just come back to that mm -hmm. time and time again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I cried many tears to that song, and just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. just yeah, it's it's this blossoming that is just going at its own pace and the the rose over there is going to be like blooming at a different rate and there's yeah. there's just yeah yes. there's, there's no rush yes yeah mm. yeah and you know we can't force ourselves to be more relaxed <laughs> <laughs> We know that doesn't work for us as women. No, no. no. <laughs> or like the mind over matter thing, like, mm -hmm, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much that lives in the body. And I think that's, that's, that's the, that's the place to unfurl. Yeah. 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 And as far as upcoming things, um, yeah, I am just finishing up this pussy project. Um, interview series and I am really excited to bring it together in, in a variety of different ways but one of the ways I'm going to do this is through a free event that's going to be happening at the end of November um, and it's going to be a three-day event um, going really you know deeply into remembering our bodies connecting into our bodies our womb space also some art around our experience with our own bodies that I'm gonna um, lead women through. And then the third day is gonna be a sharing of a slideshow of the different vulva paintings that I've done while I read aloud these different stories that I've been collecting from women. And so in celebration of this project, I'm gonna be kind of putting together this multimedia event um, to share the stories and the and my paintings at one time 
Um, and I think it's going to be really, really moving for women to be able to hear these stories and feel them again in, in a sense of inner liberation and inner releasing of shame around things that we might feel like we're the only one, right? Yeah. Um, so that is a three-day event that I'm, I'm super excited to be offering that's going to be happening at the end of November. Um, so I will um, leave you with a, a place to sign up for that, that you can share with your audience. Um, cool. And I'd love for any of you that are interested to come and get closer um, to being a part of this. And, 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 you know, even if that's just as a listener right now, and then the, even if that's just as a, like, a, a quiet observer and listening, you know, it's going to shift things in your body. And that's where it all begins. Um, yeah, and I also am leaving here a free womb meditation for your listeners to be able to tap into and just start to connect into that part of the body with love and curiosity. Oh, thank you. Um, that's the first time I've heard the, you, you, I know that we talked about um, the three-day yeah. event that you're doing, but when you shared the details, I was like, oh, just felt this like fire in my belly, like, but like, mm. not like a wildfire, like a real, like, like more of a like moving, you know, like, like mm -hmm. you just said, I think mm -hmm. um, it feels really special. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it's wow. called Viva La Volva. <laughs> mm, Viva La Volva. I love it. <laughs> and I think that's really um, also when you were sharing about how someone might want to just come and listen and observe. Mm -hmm. And I think we're so conditioned to feel like we need to be doing something in order to, you mm know, -hmm. in, in order for any shifts to happen for us. And actually, this is part of the deconditioning process for us as women, I feel like, and it has it, what it is for me, that actually being and just being with the energy and, and just allowing whatever wants to unravel, to unravel and just being there yeah. is, is hugely, what well, has been and continues to be hugely transformative for me. Oh, yes, so much deconditioning and reconditioning we get to do around that. <laughs> And also just knowing that it's okay to show up wherever you are, you know, like don't have to be at a certain point along the, the road, quote unquote, with your relationship with your body or pussy or any of it, you know, it's like, we all are coming to this at different points and, and there's no comparison. There's no need to be any particular way with it or the word pussy itself or any of that, right? There's just, mm -hmm open arms to be a part of this journey no matter where you find yourself right now yeah yeah oh I just feel like warm and fuzzy in my body now <laughs> mm. Yay. Yeah. thank you so much it's been mm -hmm. so special to chat with you yes thank you so much for what you're doing and so great to chat with you as well yeah amazing okay i will leave bye. it there okay, okay. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>